Well, good morning. Thank you much, Graham, for the kind welcome. It's uh, great to be back with you here at New Beginnings Church, and I thoroughly enjoyed our time of worship this morning. Uh, I hope you have been uplifted just as much as I have been uplifted as we've sang those songs of worship to our God and to our Saviour. The passage that the the Lord has laid on my heart uh, for this morning is found in Mark's Gospel. Mark's Gospel and chapter 10. Mark's Gospel chapter 10 and it's a very familiar story I'm sure to to most of you. Uh, It's towards the end of chapter 10, in fact it's right at the end of chapter 10 verses 46 through to 52. And it's the story of this blind man called Bartimaeus who met Jesus and had his sight restored. And just a few verses, and this is what the Word of God says. It says, Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they said to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet, he is calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And we trust that God will bless the public reading of his word. Let's just commit that to him in prayer now. Heaven Father, again we just thank you for this privileged time that we have this morning of gathering together and to worship you. We thank you, Father, for the freedom that we have to open your word and to share from it, to read it aloud and to read it together. And Father, as we have done so, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to be present with us. Open our ears, Father, that we might hear from you. Open our eyes, Father, that we might see the Lord Jesus Christ. And open our hearts, Father, that we might receive what you have to say to each and every one of us today. That we'll leave here giving glory and honour and worship and praise to our God and Saviour, in whose precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. The reason the Lord had laid this passage on, on my, my heart for today is I was reminded recently of the, the testimony of a lady who had the privilege of baptising just about a, a year and a half ago, just over a year and a half ago now, back in Ebenezer Church eh, in Airdrie. She had just come to faith just a few weeks before her baptism, which was great to see her go on for the Lord and follow him through the waters of baptism. But what is so remarkable about this lady's story, and her name is Rose, is that she had been going to church for 70 years. 70, and some of you might know what that feels like. I'm getting there myself. But 70 years she'd been going to church, but only very recently had come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there were many things in Rosie's life that put her off making that commitment, that put her off taking that step of faith and putting her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And as I was reminded of our testimony, I was reminded of this little encounter here between the Lord Jesus Christ and this blind man, Bartimaeus. You see, there were things, there were obstacles in Bartimaeus' way that could have prevented him from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And despite this passage being written over 2,000 years ago, or this event happening over 2,000 years ago, some of the obstacles that Bartimaeus faced were like some of the obstacles that Rose faced. There could even be some of the obstacles that you face today that might prevent you from meeting the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to point out, or pull out three things. Three things that, that Bartimaeus did that allowed him to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he didn't wait. He had an opportunity, and he took it. He didn't listen to the crowd who were telling him to be quiet. And thirdly, he didn't let anything get in the way. Just three things that I want to speak on this morning from this passage. You see, Bartimaeus, first of all, he didn't wait. He would have spent much of his life sitting by the roadside begging because of his physical condition, because he was blind. And he would have, no doubt, have seen hundreds of thousands of people passing by him over that period of time that he sat by that roadside, outside Jericho, on the road that led up to Jerusalem. But there was someone who was passing at this point today who Bartimaeus was interested in. Someone was passing by that Bartimaeus wanted so desperately to meet. That person was Jesus Christ. You can just picture the scene as Bartimaeus is sitting by the roadside as he would have done day after day, listening to crowds of people go past, ones and twos and maybe more, as he would head up to Jerusalem towards the temple. As he would listen into their conversations as they walked past him. And I've no doubt in my mind that Bartimaeus would have heard people talking about this man, Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible tells us that at this point, fame, news about the Lord Jesus Christ had spread all throughout the region. And Bartimaeus would have heard people talking about Jesus They would have heard people talking about some of the things that that Jesus had been saying. Some of the things that Jesus had been teaching. And I'm certain they would have almost heard about some of the miracles that Jesus had been performing in the region. How he had taken a lame man and cured him and made him pick up his, his bed and walk. How a deaf man could hear. How the sick were were healed and cured of their diseases. How the very dead were raised back to life again. Or those who were tormented by evil spirits were restored to their right mind. Even blind people had their sight restored all because of the Lord Jesus Christ. This was someone that Bartimaeus so desperately wanted to meet. But was this the right time? Was this the right time? The Bible says that there was a large crowd with Jesus that day. In fact, some translation says that there was a multitude that was with Jesus that day as he was leaving Jericho and heading up towards Jerusalem. There would have been hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people 
following Jesus that day. You can just imagine the scene, the shouting and the the singing and people jostling for position, pushing and pulling at one another, trying to get closer to Jesus. Perhaps this wasn't the right time for a blind man to try and meet Jesus because of the crowd. Jesus Christ was on the way up to Jerusalem. And in just a few days' time, he would be betrayed and handed over to the Jewish ruling council. They would give him a mock trial and find him guilty and hand him over to the Romans. And despite the fact the Roman governor would find no fault in him, they would demand that the Lord Jesus Christ be crucified on a cross. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ allowed himself to be crucified on that cross at Calvary. Not because of anything that he had done, but because of things that I had done. Because of things that you had done. Things against God, or the Bible calls it sin. Every time that we are disobedient against God and his will and his purpose, it's sin. And yet despite me doing that, despite you doing that, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, who was sinless, willingly took on the punishment for my sin and for your sin. So that if we put our faith and trust in him, we don't have to bear the wrath of God. Because he's already done it at Calvary. And he exchanges his righteousness for our unrighteousness. That's where Jesus Christ was heading. If Bartimaeus had decided to wait, and maybe wait for another day where Jesus was with a smaller crowd, do you know what? He would have missed his opportunity. Because Jesus wasn't coming back the other way. He was going to the cross of Calvary to give up his life for you and for me. Hebrews 3 and 15 says this, Today, today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. You see, there's a reason that it says today. It says today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. Because tomorrow, tomorrow it might be too late. On January 30th, 1985, I was a young lad of eight years of age. And I remember the Sunday before that Wednesday evening, a speaker came along to church and he was reminding us that just as Jesus died on the cross and was buried and rose again, that we were celebrating recently, and went up into heaven, there's a day coming when he's coming back to take all those who believe in him back home to heaven. What a glorious day that will be. And that day could happen anytime soon. It could happen even before we are finished with this day. And I remember as a young boy of eight years of age lying in my bed after a particularly bad thunderstorm that night, absolutely terrified because I knew that my mother, my father and my sister were all in the right relationship with God through Jesus Christ and I wasn't. And I thought if the Lord came back tonight, he would take my mum, my dad, my sister and I would be left to face the punishment for my sin, myself. 
So on that evening I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ because I didn't want to wait. I couldn't afford to wait another day. I couldn't afford to take the chance of not meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ in case I never got another opportunity. I'm maybe showing my age here because I remember a, a song we sang back in the, the, the day, back in the Gospel Hall in Green Gears, and the chorus said this, Be in time, while the voice of Jesus calls you, be in time. If in sin you longer wait, you may find no open gate, and your cry be just too late. Be in time. Bartimaeus didn't wait, did he? As soon as he heard that it was Jesus, he shouted out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This was the first time that Jesus had been publicly called the son of David. It's an Old Testament term for the Messiah, for the Saviour. You see, Bartimaeus had heard all those conversations about the Lord Jesus Christ. All those things that he had been saying, all those things that he had been doing from those people who had passed by. And he knew, he knew in his heart that this man was the Messiah. That this Jesus was the Saviour who was promised from the Old Testament. That's why he cries out to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, Romans 10 and 13 says, Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. No ifs, no buts, no maybes, no exceptions. But you do have to call on him. You do have to acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. And accept in faith what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. I wonder, friends, this morning, have you called in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in him as your Lord and Saviour? Or are you waiting for another opportunity? It's an opportunity that might not come. Today, if you hear his voice, then call on him. But it wasn't just an issue around time. There was also an issue with the crowd. And we see that in the passages that we read. Don't listen to the crowd. Bartimaeus didn't. You see, Bartimaeus, in terms of society, was a, a worthless beggar. He would have been in the lowest place of society back in the day. Anyone who was born with any sort of physical disability or impairment was outcast by society. They were looked upon as if they were the scum of the earth and they were shunned by their peers. It wasn't like today where there's welfare and and people to look after them. They were ignored by society. They were on the bottom rung of the ladder. In fact, you could even say they weren't even on the ladder at all. And as he called out to Jesus, we read in verse 48, that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. You can imagine some of the things that they would would say to this man, given how they felt about him, given given about his place in society. Not just to be quiet, but things like shut up or... Stop shouting or he's too busy, he won't hear you, there's too too much of a crowd or you're not worth it. What would he want to do with you? Why would Jesus want to meet someone like you, a worthless beggar? You're a fool, you're crazy, you're, you're mad. You can see Bartimaeus could quite easily have been discouraged by all of this, couldn't you? 
He could have been discouraged in continuing his cry to meet the Lord Jesus Christ because of what other people were saying to him. But he didn't. It says that he cried all the louder when the crowd told him to be quiet. You see, Bartimaeus' sole concern that day was to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of what other people thought, regardless of what other people said. We live in a a society today where opinions on any given subject are freely given, whether that's politics or science or nature or religion or social issues, or crime and punishment, or health and well-being, the list goes on and on. And all these opinions come from many different sources, from the media, particularly from social media. We see how social media has changed the landscape in, in many arenas, politi- particularly in politically, uh, political arenas. It can come from seemingly well-educated and important figures in, in society. It can even come from friends and from family. I wonder is it noise or opinions of other people that is stopping you from becoming a Christian? Is it the opinions of other people and what they might think or what they might say if you tell them that you have become a Christian? Is that what's stopping you from meeting Jesus because you're listening to others rather than listening to the Lord? I met my wife uh, a long time ago now. Uh, she wasn't a Christian. In fact, um, my wife was brought up in a, a family of Jehovah's Witnesses and for much of her life had gone along to the, to the Kingdom Hall in, in East Kilbride. And in terms of their thoughts on, on my faith, I'm very much the, the, the enemy. And when I, I met my wife through, through work, I invited her along to, to my church and she came along and gradually got, got more, more involved in the church and began to, to listen to what the, the preacher was saying and reading her Bible for herself. But she had many conflicting voices in her mind and in her heart. She'd heard from what the preacher would say, she'd read the word of God for herself, but then she'd also have her mother and her father and her sister and her brother and her aunties and her uncles who were all Jehovah's Witnesses telling her on her things. And she had many, many conflicting voices. And she was asking for advice and I said, listen, you can listen to your family, you can listen to me, you can listen to a preacher. You can listen to other members of the church. You can listen to friends and family. I says, but the only voice that you really need to listen to is the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't listen to anyone else. Listen to what Jesus says. The opinions of other people don't matter. It is only what the Lord Jesus Christ says that truly matters. Not only for this life, but for the life that is to come. And this is what he says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father but by me. There is no other way than the way of Christ. He says, you must, you must be born again. He told that to Nicodemus. Not born of the flesh, but born of the Spirit by inviting him to come and to live in your life and to change you from the inside out. 
He says, whoever believes in me is not condemned. But whoever does not believe in me is condemned already. He says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Who are you listening to this morning? Bartimaeus ignored the crowd and shouted all the louder. And do you know what the wonderful thing was? Jesus heard them. Despite the crowd, despite the noise that would be going on, despite the many voices, despite what Christ must have been thinking of himself as he was heading up to Jerusalem to die on a cross, despite all of that, Jesus heard this one lowly beggar who had been sitting by the wayside, ignored by society, shunned by society, Despite all of that was going on, Jesus heard Bartimaeus' cry. And you know the great thing this morning is despite everything else that's going on, Jesus will hear you if you call on him. John 6 and 37 he says, Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. But it's not just time, it's not just the crowd. Bartimaeus didn't let anything get in his way when he went to meet Jesus. We read in verse 50, it says this, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. It seems quite insignificant at first when you're reading this passage and sometimes you can miss it. But actually if you take time to consider what this means, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. You see, for a blind man living back in Judea in that day, his cloak would have been probably the most important thing to him. See, this was a cloak that kept Bartimaeus warm when it was cool. This is a cloak that kept Bartimaeus dry when it was wet. This would be the cloak that would keep the dust from getting in Bartimaeus' face and mouth when it was windy. And more importantly though, this was a cloak that blind men would scatter out in front of them when they sat by the roadside begging. And as people passed by and they called out for arms, the people would throw whatever they were going to give, whether it was some food or some money, onto this cloak. And at the end of the day, Bartimaeus, remember who was blind, would gather in this cloak and there in it would be all that he had gathered for today. It was his most treasured possession he probably couldn't have lived without this cloak yet despite that we read in verse 50 that he cast it aside like a rag he threw it aside you see if he'd held on to this cloak what would happen when he jumped up to his feet he would no doubt have tripped up and stumbled as he got to his feet over his cloak and perhaps potentially missed out on meeting the Lord Jesus Christ You see, Bartimaeus knew that coming to Jesus Christ would change his life forever. His faith in Jesus Christ and who he was and who he is meant that his cloak would no longer be necessary. It would no longer be important to him. It would be a symbol or a relic of his former life. The life that he was now leaving behind in favour of a life living by faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ. 
in contrast to Bartimaeus we read in the beginning or just near the beginning of Mark's Gospel chapter 10 about a young man who came to Jesus seeking the meeting or seeking eternal life the Bible says Jesus looked at him and loved him but he asked him to give up his current way of life and follow him the Bible tells us in Mark's Gospel chapter 10 and verse 22 that that young man went away sad he went away sad because he didn't want to give up his current way of life and follow the Lord Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians 5 and 15 the Apostle Paul says if anyone is in Christ they are a new creation the old has gone I wonder is there something in your life that you are holding on to something in your life that you need to let go of in order to follow Christ but you're clinging on to it and that's preventing you from meeting the Lord Jesus Christ a few years ago we ran a a Christianity Explored course in the church and a young man came along by the name of, of Barry and he came every single week and he had lots of questions and seemed very engaged and very intrigued to what we were saying about the Lord Jesus Christ and I got the sense that he so desperately wanted to do something about his life and, and get it right with God through Jesus Christ but yet there was something in Barry's life that he was unwilling to let go of there was something in, in Barry's life that had a hold of him a lifestyle around alcohol and gambling that he didn't want to he didn't want to give up. It had such a tight grip on him. And because of that, because Barry was unwilling to, to let go of it, to turn his life around and accept the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him, because he was holding on to something in a former life, he sadly missed the opportunity to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's not easy being a Christian. There will be difficult times, there will be challenges, we get the same challenges as, as, as others. There will be hard times that we go through, it doesn't immediately solve all your problems becoming a Christian. But it does deal with all your sin immediately and gets you in a right relationship with God. It transforms your life from the, the inside out, it brings life and peace with God only made possible through the Lord Jesus Christ and his work on Calvary and his promise is this never will I leave you never will I forsake you yes there's many times as Christians and I can testify to this and I'm sure Graham can testify to this and others in here as well there's times when you let the Lord down there's times when you stumble and fall we are not perfect yet there is a day coming when we will be perfect hallelujah but until we get there we are not but he has never once let me down despite the number of times I have let him down because his promise to me is the work that he started in me on January 30th 1985 when I gave my life to him he will see that through to completion when I see the Saviour with my own eyes and I'm transformed and I'm made like him. Bartimaeus met with the Lord Jesus Christ 
And Jesus said to him in verse 52, Go, your faith has healed you. Did Bartimaeus go back and pick up his cloak and go back to sitting by the roadside begging? Did he go back to his former way of life? No. The Bible tells us that he followed Jesus along the road. Friends, I wonder this morning, are you willing to surrender your life to Jesus? Are you willing to turn from your current life and all the trapments of this world? Give them up and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth and the life. You have an opportunity to do that today. Will you take that opportunity or will you miss it? Our prayer earnestly this morning is that today you meet with Jesus and you allow him to transform your life and you leave here following not yourself but following him. Let's pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, again we just thank you for this time that we have spent considering your word. We thank you, Father, that your word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, we just pray now that you will use the power of the Holy Spirit to let that word pierce into each and every one of us. That you might change us from the inside out for your honour and for your glory. Help us, Father, to surrender all of our lives to you. For when we consider what the Lord Jesus Christ done for us on the cross of Calvary, how he gave his life so willingly for us that we might go free, that we might be redeemed, that we might be restored into a right relationship with you. Father, what else could we do but give our lives as a living sacrifice for him? So, Father, help us do that this day, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen.